0: Welcome to the Self-Care Surgeons podcast, the only podcast for physicians by physicians to help each other avoid the ever-increasing rate of burnout and learn about financial, physical, and emotional self-care in bite-sized, digestible pieces. I'm your host, Ellie Kraft, a practicing surgeon, and together we will navigate the challenges of practicing medicine that is left out of our medical education in order to build richer, happier lives. Enjoy the show and be sure to subscribe. Hi, everyone. So today we are going to talk about one of the most dreaded topics in medicine, uh, personal finance. So I really, really, really think this is important for everyone to at least listen to and understand so that you have, you know, the full disclosure on making financial decisions going forward. Now, why do I have any ground to speak on this? So not only uh, did I work in private equity before I went to medical school, but I have spent the last year basically during my first year as a, an attending, um, doing like a mini MBA and course courses in personal finance and basically soaking up everything that I can um, to better myself and learn as much as possible about personal finance um, because it's something that you know, will give me financial independence, it'll give me job freedom. And so I've invested a lot myself in trying to dig through the most valuable resources um, so that the audience doesn't have to and kind of give you the quick hits. And, you know, personally, I've been able to pay off almost $100,000 this first year in debt, while at the same time, you know, in student loan debt and credit card debt by at the same time. I do live in the highest cost of living city in the country, um, and I'm still able to you know, live my life and, and go out on the weekends, and I'm married, um, and so I have found this stuff does work. So just bear with me, listen up. It's not that painful, and I really have dug through some of the highest yield material so that it can be quick, easy, digestible. And you guys can have some kind of framework to build on, um, because it is incredibly overwhelming going from a resident salary where you're barely getting by, especially if you live in a high cost of city living or high cost of living city, um, and then you go to making this huge attending salary, and it's kind of like, oh my gosh, what do I do with all this extra money? Do I pay off my debt first? Should I start investing? What do I do? So we're slowly going to go through these topics and just just hit on the big points that every doctor should know. You can get taken by a financial advisor if you don't know these things. So it's really crucially important that you are at least aware of it. And I wish I wish 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 during my residency I talked more about this stuff. During my residency, honestly, I didn't even make space for this. I let my husband handle anything um, or handle everything basically because I was so mentally exhausted from not only the workload, but the study load and getting into fellowship and being successful that way. But once all that goes away, you know, it's just you and your paycheck. So even if you have another person in your relationship, something could happen to them. And if you don't know exactly what is going on, you can get into a lot of trouble. So, we're going to go through this um, slowly but surely and kind of break down the big topics. So, basically finance is kind of in a small way like medicine where it has all this language around it that keeps outsiders out. And once you start to know the definitions, it's it's absolutely not hard at all. Let's remember that all of these banking and finance people have nowhere near the education that we have or the degree of preparedness that we have. Most of them don't even have professional degrees. Um, Some of them have MBAs, but most of them just have an undergraduate degree and then go through some Outside testing that certifies them. The best financial planners are what's called certified financial planners and they are fiduciaries. So they have to put your best interest at heart. But a lot of other quote unquote financial advisors don't even have that. And so their interest is actually in sales and signing you up for their various sales products. So um, that's kind of a general overview of what we're going to talk about. But there are seven. Parts of personal finance that really everyone can master. And once these are mastered, you can set them on autopilot and honestly move on with your life. But it is crucial that you understand these seven pillars of personal finance. The first one being budgeting, then debt, savings, investing, retirement planning, taxes, and estate planning. So I'm gonna go through all of these with you, and some of uh, I, I mean, like I said, I've read about thirty books, but this year, but some of the highest um, impact books that I took all this information from is um I will teach you to be rich by Ramit Sethi. So he's the one who has the Netflix special right now, also called I will teach you to be rich um and he just like breaks stuff down in such a digestible way. He makes it simple. He his whole so he actually studied psychology at Stanford. And so his whole thing is like the psychology of money and how we think about our money cuz money is incredibly emotional. I also got this from The Psychology of Money, the book. Um, That was also an amazing book that talks about the kind of stories that we have in our childhood that can translate into our spending later in life. And, you know, we have a lot of financial pressure as physicians to spend at a certain level once we're attendings, right? Like everyone expects that we have a nice car and a big house. And financially, we're not always in that situation right out of residency, right? If you have a lot of debt, that is the last thing you should do. Is sign up for a big house, uh, you know, get a mortgage and a new car. Like that, literally couldn't be a worse decision. I also gathered a lot of information from the White Coat Investor book, um, which is you know hugely popular, and that that's one of the first books that was recommended recommended to me. Um, But I really struggled with applying it to my life, as you know, the person writing it was in. Um, a very low tax state, a low cost of living state, um, and also had a different medical specialty. They were emergency medicine. So, uh, and they had a stay-at-home spouse. So, the white coat investor definitely had good points. Um, and the main one that I really took home is, is they, first, they also say you need to fire your financial advisor. Absolutely. They can help set you up if it's overwhelming, but your ultimate goal should be to, you know, maybe use them for a couple things, but you should really be in the driver's seat of your finances. Um, The other thing that is a huge point that they make is that you really need to live like a resident for an additional couple of years after completing, you know, all of your training, especially if you have student loan debt. You know, if you come out debt-free, then you know this probably isn't a problem for you and you can start spending a little bit more, but really tackling debt um in a thoughtful way is is hugely helpful. And in knowing how to balance that against, you know, when do you start investing for retirement because let's remember we have almost a 10 year lag between starting investing versus the rest of the population I know my most of my, you know it took me 10 years of surgical training to um, or, or medical training in general to get completely finished and to be in a place where I could even start investing um, and so remember we have a 10-year lag and um, also what they say in these books about that is that's okay when you do the math we're actually fine because we can start Start investing at higher levels. Like if we were, you know, 22 to 25 years old, we would be investing little chunks, uh, you know, maybe $200, $500 at a, a month. But at this stage, since we're catching up 10 years later, you really do need to invest a lot more, a higher percentage of your paycheck in order to catch up to everyone else that has had a 10-year head start of us. Because... Compound interest is the most amazing thing. It's, you know, I didn't realize the power of it until I kept reading these books this year, but it can literally, you know, in 10 years, like double your money. It's just amazing and can set you up for retirement. So we'll talk more on that as well. So I was so fascinated to find out when I finished fellowship and started working. uh, I was asking colleagues, you know, who handles your finances? How do you. You know, deal with this surge in um in cash essentially, and I was shocked because almost I don't know ninety five percent of the people I talked to actually said their spouse handles that and they have no part of it. Which you know things happen and your relationships don't work out or you know people have accidents and and then you were really up a river if you you know, lose the person who's doing everything for you. And you can really, really get screwed later in life um, if you don't understand what's happening. You know, it should be completely an equal, fairly distributed plan between you and your partner with finances. Because yeah, that was actually said in all of these books. Even, you know, these people are financial experts who aren't You know, they're not doctors, but they are financial experts throughout the entire world. And they even said, like, I still make my partner, you know, go through this stuff every month with me. It's so important that they understand uh, because of of the reasons that I listed earlier. So a method I personally found really successful was that I, you know, absorbed all this information and personally mapped out what I wanted to do, and then uh, verified with verified it with uh, one of our my personal certified financial planners that I work with, just to double check, you know, that in my learning I wasn't missing anything, and how um, my you know partner and I have it set up is basically the. The certified financial planner that we use only really handles like a third of our uh, investments, if if not less than that. So that his fee is not, uh, or is you know not distributed over all of our investments. Because we'll talk about what the fee can do to your earnings. So. There's uh, most financial or certified financial planners at like a big institution like Morgan Stanley or Goldman Sachs or something like that. They're going to offer a 1% fee or like a flat fee for the year. So if they have a percentage fee and it's around 1%, so that actually, when you do the math, um, they go through the math of this in uh, the I Will Teach You to Be Rich, but basically that can eat into 30% of your returns, 30%. Like 1% doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is when you actually um, calculate the math and put it all on paper like it can eat into 30% of your uh, take-home retirement. So that is a huge number. And we are, you know, years and years away from retirement coming out of training. So you really have a long time that that 1% can eat into your, um, you know, future investment gains, essentially. So that is something to know. Now like robo advisors or things like that, we'll talk about that um in another episode, but those have incredibly low fees. So they have an almost 0.04% um fee, which does not add up to 30% of your returns. You know, it's way less than that. It's around like 5 or 5% or less if I was doing the math on top of my head, but um those are those are options, you know, and when you don't know about these things, you can, you know, just get super overwhelmed with all of this, sign up with a financial advisor who is charging you, you know, really high fees and not even know about it. So um, we're going to talk about all that and why it's so important to know exactly how they get paid and how um, you can make the most out of and make your money work for you the most. Because that's the best part of personal finance is once you set this up, your money will work for you at night. It will work for you on your days off. Like that idea of having my money work while I'm not working was such a huge concept, right? Because in medicine, like we are there, we are at the hospital that like we are the one who is creating the value and earning that paycheck. But if you master personal finance, all of that can work for you and you can have options, right? For early retirement, you can have options to leave your job if you hate it. All of those things can happen if you have your personal finance um, in line. So, We will go through all of those things. And the first place we're going to start is actually learning how to have some concept of budgeting, which is literally everybody's least favorite topic. But I always like to get the worst part out of the way first, um, and then we can expand on everything from there. And for these finance episodes, how they're going to be structured is I'm going to go through the biggest um, like takeaway points from all of the finance literature that I've been reviewing over the last year, and then you're going to hear from Hira and I about how we incorporate those concepts into our life. And this is remember, this is a, co- a concept that you know not everyone's super comfortable with, so we are figuring it out as well and trying to put our heads around it because. You know, we're all in medicine. We're all evidence-based. So we're going to go through um, the tried and true literature of, you know, the experts in this field so that we can give you the most accurate and helpful advice and put it in bite-sized pieces. So that you can easily understand the concepts and translate it into your life. And then you don't have to spend, you know, the hours of research trying to learn the new language of finance. The goal here is to break it down for you so that you don't have to do those steps. So thank you again for joining on this episode. And the first um, part of the series will be budgeting, which will be coming up next. All right. Thank you so much. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening with us today and please be sure to rate and review us for more listeners to find this podcast. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook and DM or email us your questions at hello at selfcaresurgeons.com. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Self-Care Surgeons podcast.